welcome back to Red Cedar Radar. I've been gone for two weeks, so I apologize about that. I graduated college and I celebrated a little too much, so I'm back um, with a very special guest this week. I'm super excited. Don't. <laughs> I know. I, I've been working up to asking you on the pod for a while now. So we packed like the, you know, time of year where there's lots of different types of news. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of different things to talk about. But first, Matt, I would like to yes. kind of give an introduction to who you are. I'm sure everyone knows already, but. Um... No, you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, first, I'm going to bounce this right back to you. Congratulations on graduating. That's awesome. Thank you. There you Thank go. you. The celebration's yeah. worthwhile. <laughs> I'm a clown with a microphone and a webcam that does a podcast normally five days a week on Locked on Spartans, but in June, July, scaled down to three days a week. I know. I'm very lazy over here. <laughs> and then uh, I do SD4L as well once a week with my man Justin Thind. Of course, he's at the Rival 24-7 Sports, so I can't <laughs> say anything too nice about him. But yeah, so that's what I do. Um. I'm always just thinking, eating, sleeping, talking Spartans because, come on, what what else is a healthy adult individual going to do? I mean, please, do, do anything productive with their time? No, not me, not me. So did you ever imagine that when you, like, started to get a bigger following on Twitter that all of this stuff would happen? Or has it just been, like, one thing snowballing after another that you weren't expecting? Yeah, absolutely not. Did I think that this is where – Things would be, you know, I mean, again, it, it's nothing, you know, too crazy. It's not like 97.1 or ESPN radio, but it is something, you know, that I'm able to do uh, as a nice little side gig. It is very fun, but no, like I, I used to just be, okay, I'm going to pause myself. You used to just be a clown on Twitter. I am still a clown <laughs> on Twitter.com, but yeah, like Will Hunter, he used to host Locked on Spartans. He had me on once a week. And then uh, I, I had some offhand comments that people were like, we're not thrilled about. They're like, this guy lacks professionalism. This guy's a joke. And Will, God bless his heart. He's like, perfect. That's what we're looking for in this show. Awesome. So kept having me on. I was a full-time co-host. And then he stepped away to go do his next thing in life. And yeah, I just, I've been trying to carry the baton. He left some major shoes to fill. So that that's how I have stumbled in to this right here. And of course, COVID happens. We all work from home find some time during my day mm -hmm. we're like okay i can fire up this webcam and this microphone and scream about the michigan state football yeah. and basketball spartans so that's that's kind of my, my road trip here yeah okay last question on this and then we'll All move right. into like some you know official news yeah, yeah. Right. so what would you say if you had to pick some of your favorite things that you've gotten to do because of all of this oh man <laughs> i know, know big questions <laughs> Oh God, this, I, I'm really going to try to sound like grounded here because I know like how outlandish of a statement this is in the story, but shooting hoops in Tom Izzo's driveway has to be up there. And there's no good way to say that without coming off yeah. as pompous or whatever, but like where I used to work, this is my old job. We worked with an account and the account guy was, Hey, he was a former student manager under Tom Izzo. And every year they have this putt putt event for student managers to fund their scholarship, all that good stuff. And the dinner that year was back at Izzo's house and they had a free throw contest. And me, I I've made about like eight free throws in my entire life leading up to this moment. And then the first round was, hey, shoot 10 free throws, see how many you make. And wouldn't you know, I, I made eight. So I got myself in the semifinals, fell in the, the eventual finals because, well, I turned back into myself and I shot like five of 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
the winner got to take on Tom Izzo. I was not that guy, but he drained like 36 straight just in his own driveway. Just absolutely automatic. So that's also the same event where I got this painting behind me, the Tom Izzo yelling at Aaron Henry. Um, that was during a raffle where, of course, this, you talk about an all-time day. This was like stroke of luck after stroke of luck. So I, I would have to say that's the best day. Yeah. But the account guy, he, he knew I was a state fan because like he was one of the poor souls that followed my work. And so... <laughs> inviting me out which i'm forever grateful for forever grateful for yeah, yeah. that's amazing i just think yeah. it's so fun that you get to still be a fan in the way that yes. you are yeah. um but get to do all these <laughs> professional things because sometimes i feel like as you get into being more of a professional in these areas you lose some of that fandom and that's something that i think is very fun about what you do for sure. Yeah. And like, I did give that a try my senior year. I wrote for the state news. I covered the men's basketball team and literally no one is going to believe this, but I truly was like down the middle, non-bias. There yeah. were games where like MSU was coming back and I'm saying like, please don't, I don't want to go into overtime right now. Like I'm on <laughs> deadline. Like there, there was a year mm -hmm. in my life where I was not an MSU fan. And uh, looking back, I hated that. I was like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the way where I'm comfortable in my own skin right. about it, which is just being a blind homer and rooting for all things Michigan <laughs> State. I mean, yeah. no, being objective down the middle, like, man, it was a fun year trial. Not for mm -hmm. me, though. But that's what yeah. college is for, experimenting, seeing what you like and don't like. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't for me. wasn't for me. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, so let's move in to some different topics that I have yeah. um, for us to go over. First up, I want to touch on the upcoming official visits that are this weekend, June 9th through the 11th. Um, I'm seeing a lot, a mix of three and four star guys that are coming. Um, any names off the list? And I'll have the um, official visit list linked in the bio of this awesome. episode. Um, any names off that list that you think people should be looking out for the most? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> I have to go to the four stars right now because th those are the, those are the shiniest right, objects. Right. I, I'm attracted to that, you know, <laughs> like, like like a moth flying right into the light. Uh, there are two that I really have circled. The first one is offensive tackle Nathan Roy. The mm -hmm. kid is out of Wisconsin. He's down between three schools, UCLA, which he already visited. Okay, his brother goes there. He's from the West Coast, but moved to Wisconsin because. I guess if you want to be an offensive lineman, what what better place than the Midwest? Uh, that's a pretty good breeding yeah. ground right there. It's Michigan State is the second school. And Minnesota is the third school. Minnesota does get the last say. And the old adage in recruiting is you either want to be that first visit, set the tone for all the other visits, or have that closing word. So Michigan State is in the middle of those. But obviously, you know, he's got a good relationship with Coach Cap. Uh, he's got a good relationship with Minnesota's coaching staff as well. So this could be a big big weekend for Nathan Roy and Michigan State alike because his commitment is coming in less than two weeks. It's going to be, I think, three days after he gets off that Minnesota visit. So that's going to be very exciting as well. Uh, not just a four-star, but a top 200 kid. And this would be the second year in a row where a top 200 offensive tackle comes to Michigan State, Stanton Rammel being the other one last year. So that would be some serious momentum for Coach Cap. So that's number one, Sydney. Number okay. two... <laughs> How do you like the nickname Scooter? Because I, I like it <laughs> I, for running back two of all positions. That's who I got to gravitate yeah. to next. <laughs> Four star Anthony Scooter Carey, uh, the fine folks at Rivals. That's right. There's a gentleman. Of course, you'd think I'd write this guy's name down to be professional, but nope. I have no idea who this guy was, other than he writes for Rivals. He has South Carolina as a predicted place for Scooter Carey. But on June 2nd, that's right, six days ago, switched it to Michigan State. 
Other recruiting platforms have predictions in for Anthony Carey to pick Michigan State. He's got visits after this. I believe North Carolina is also on his list. He's from Florida. I'm certainly those schools are going to be after him a little bit, but a lot of smoke in the Anthony Scuda Carey camp. So I wonder. No commitments last week, which that's okay. It's weekend number one. I mean, why would these kids cancel their whole month of visits? But weekend number two, Sydney, could this be the one? Could, could this be the guy that actually commits with his feet on the ground on East Lansing soil? I, I've i not heard that he will. But if there is a guy on this list that could, I think that's got to be the guy that you have to anoint right there. So a okay. lot of – okay. I swear to God, this guy's been on Twitter for like seven years talking about Michigan State too. Like th- this guy was – Talk about visits back in like 2016, I feel like. So, yeah, Scooter Carey, th- those are the two that really come to mind here. Okay, okay. I feel like, as I said to you before we started recording, I've been a little bit removed from yeah. all the official visits and stuff. Just because I feel like, and I've talked about this in my last couple episodes, so if you listen to me you know, more than once, you know that this is how mm. I feel. I feel like everything is so different with this whole process now and I'm not used to it and it's not about me, but it sort of is. And I just can't (laughs) get into it as much because of how everything has changed. I can't keep up almost. Yeah. I, everyone turn it down right now because I, I'm going to say something that no one should know. I hate it. Like I, I it is just so over the top and overblown. Yeah. And maybe this is my old man yells at clouds moment. Like just <laughs> high school football recruiting is finally what has aged me into that next generation. But like, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Sydney, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I mean, everyone would rip on Graham couch the last few years when he said like, Oh, commitment doesn't mean anything. That means he's leaning towards your school. Right. He's bang on. He he is mm-hmm. spot on. Like the commitment does not mean anything anymore in football at least. Basketball it still has a little yeah. bit of thread hanging on to it, but like mm-hmm. no. But again, you know what? It it gets the people fired up. It, it gets me regrettably fired up. It's just like I I feel like a fool covering this <laughs> and following it. But like yeah. what am I going to do? Change who I am? No, of course not. Like it's so that, yeah. that's like Look, I got a lot of personality flaws. That's probably the one that I hate the most is that how closely I follow like college recruiting. It's like, oh God, I just can't. Someone has to it. do it because it I can't guess. be me. You know, I, I had to pass yeah. it on. No, you live a good life. I mean, I'm very envious of you. It's, you you seem happy. So good good for you. And I, you could attribute that to not getting in the weeds of, of football recruiting. But yeah, it's a good weekend for Michigan State. So. Um. Like I said, that link to our official visit kind of um, clock and calendar that we have on Spartans Illustrated will be linked in the bio, so you can check that out. Ryan and some of the other guys are doing really good work with keeping everyone up to date on that information, so check that out. Next up, I want to talk about our friend from Iowa, Terry Roberts, that just pretty much made it official or MSU made it official. It was like in the wind for a while on Instagram. Yeah. And then he tweeted just like randomly that his um, recruiting was closed, but any notes on him at all? It is like, he almost just forgot to announce his yeah. commitment, right? Like I, I, I think feel he was like, dead set. Yeah. <laughs> just going the rest of the summer, just being like, yeah, people yeah. figure it out. <laughs> We're like, as we just said, like where people are so over the top with it, he was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my recruiting's like, closed. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was on Instagram like two days <laughs> I know. ago. I guess. I know. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm committed. But no, I, yeah. I love it. And look, I, I'm not going to anoint this guy as like Darrell Reeves or anything crazy yeah. like that. But like, I, this is a position room where like you, you could be like the biggest rookie viewer of football, not know anything about the sport, and you could tell the Michigan State secondary 
is in kind of dire straits in the last few years. So look, whether it's from a competition standpoint of like, okay, the more bodies, the merrier, because they're going to push each other to get better. That's awesome. Or my bigger thing, everyone in the secondary seems to have their legs blown off at some point during the season (laughs) and everyone gets hurt. You need as many bodies in that position as possible. So yes, to bump that up to just another guy in the room and not just to call him like, oh, some warm body like no like he does have four years of experience he did start four games at iowa played in 33 games total so he does have power five experience i mean that's just great to have i mean i does he start well probably not but just like i said like probably by week four when everyone else gets hurt you can see him on the field quite often so it's just very beneficial i've been almost reduced to tears on on locked on spartans talking about how bad we need just depth in the secondary and when I saw that graphic on Twitter today, I, I just heard an angelic <laughs> choir. Just I've never been so fired yeah. up by like a backup cornerback, just like coming to, coming to Michigan State. But yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it seems like a good pickup. And I, from everything that I read and kind of what you said, everyone was like, this was needed for a multitude of reasons. You know, he's another person, but also like any good news right now, I feel like is sure. for the team. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. God, it yeah. feels like when one thing happens, like three bad things happen. And hopefully, like, yeah. let's just get a commitment, like make it two good things in a row. Right. Actually, right. I didn't hate the schedule today, actually, like all the opponents for 2024, 25, but I'm yeah. jumping the gun big time. Right no, now, let's so, go to sorry. that next. Let's go to that next. So, so what did you what do you think about that right off the bat? First of all, we discussed this before. The graphic was crazy and I was I was like blown away by everything that I was seeing. It was too much. Yeah. But what were your initial opinions? No, that is my initial opinion actually. Nothing <laughs> that has to do with any opponents or anything is why are the away games on top and in white? Usually you bat things off, lead off with the home games and you also right. color them in white. So I had just my whole yeah. life was backwards. I, I thought that USC was coming here for like a good hour of my life. I was mm-hmm. I was celebrating with people in text chains, like back-to-back games at home against Michigan. This is awesome. And then I actually read mm-hmm. what the graphic wrote. And mm-hmm. no, that wasn't anything uh, close to what we were talking about here. But no, um, I, yeah. look, I, I, I don't think I hate it for 2024-25. Is, is that kind of what you're feeling here? Like, I, it, it could be a lot worse. I feel like, you know, there were a lot of like people with strong opinions and I was trying to figure out the yeah. graphic and I didn't have a strong opinion, but I kind of like a change is okay. Like I don't mind yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, seeing Ohio yeah. State just once in two years, fine. That That's welcome. Right. And I right. know that that's being substituted with like a road game at USC, which Ooh. not a picnic might be bad. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, it's different losing 56 to three with like palm trees in the background than like just another <laughs> yeah. Midwestern gray sky. So it's just right. like a, a different scene for the same episode that you've seen. Um, like, not yeah. to be doubtful about our Spartans as they go to LA, but uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that one's going to go. But like, look, everywhere else, like the away games in 2024, Maryland, <laughs> Michigan, Nebraska, Penn State. That's a little tricky. However, it's the home games that really get me. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, Purdue, and Rutgers. Look, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, and Rutgers, that, that's a winnable game on a neutral right. field and really on the road right. in, in most cases. I'm just, I've completely blocked the last Indiana game out of memory, but just hang Doesn't with me here, just for yeah. sake yeah. of conversation. Um, yeah, the Ohio State game, I, look, I, I don't care if you're playing in front of 50 8 million Spartan fan. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that game's going to go your way regardless, but it's a good home schedule as well. You pair that up with a non-conference too, which is Florida Atlantic, Louisiana, and then at Boston college. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that could be a good year for Spartans, right? Like yeah. not nine and three. 
Maybe. I know that that's lofty, like lose to Ohio State, lose to Penn State, maybe lose to Michigan. But, you know, you got to win at Nebraska. That means you take care of all right. the other home games. I, I, it's in bounds, and then that means you're just one game away from 10-2. and two, And 10-2 and two should, most years, get you in that 12-team playoff. Right, so, right. Um, I'm just a sick person. I've t- I talked myself into the playoff, <laughs> and then, like, 90 seconds of seeing no, I that graphic. It. I know. Like, both ways. The time I was reading it raw, I really convinced myself. And then mm-hmm. after, like, I came down to earth and actually – read it like an educated individual it took me like two minutes but i did get there i was like yeah 12 yeah. Seed, 10 and 2 it's not bad, i do so. that all the time especially with basketball like we oh, win yeah. a good game oh, yeah. and i'm like we're national champions i'm like there's no no turning back so i feel like i relate to that strongly and it's okay yeah. to be that way because at least it's you're okay to dream yeah, yeah you're pointing to the positives <laughs> right. rather than yeah right. yeah okay so my that. my next question and it's, I didn't put this on our little sheet here, but okay. I just, and maybe this is, I don't know the exact logistics to all of this. Obviously, mm-hmm. like football and basketball, I think will be the first sports that start with UCLA and USC, right? Or it's football in 24. And then yeah, basketball. no, I, th- I think it is football in 24 and then basketball follows suit that okay. same fall, I think. This is, this is a question, maybe for someone else, but you can mm-hmm. make up an answer. What does adding those schools to the Big Ten look like for those smaller sports? Are they going to be added in for like right. tennis, women's soccer, men's soccer? Like, I know. what does that look like? I don't know that, but uh, that's something that I've thought about. It's fascinating. And like, I, I think all the schools already in the Big Ten, like, they, they get off kind of free. You know, like, you could just do those two road games at USC and UCLA in a package deal. Yes, right. it's an expensive flight to get out there. Right. It, it's going to be a pricey road trip, but you could knock out two games in four days and then fly back home. It sucks for USC yeah. and UCLA, though. Like, kids yeah. that are coming here half their conference season like sure i'm sure they'll yeah. do road trips where they hit like northwestern illinois and mm-hmm. purdue in one fell swoop or something like that or that's brutal michigan yeah. I, like yeah that sucks that sucks I just, <laughs> do you think like as someone as an athlete that's looking at places to go if you're in that boat do you choose a school like ucla and usc where you're going to constantly be having to make those giant trips It may not matter to some people, but I feel like that might matter. I mean, that's a big deal. You're playing in a way different time zone. And yeah, I don't know. That's just something that I just wondered logistically what they thought of. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, did they think of it? I'm sure they did, and I'm they sure. saw all the millions uh, <laughs> raining down in hundred dollar right. bills in front of their eyes and said, "That's a future us problem." Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't know, like. I'm sure, like, look, as you're a high school athlete, because look, both me and you have been in the situation, just being elite high school athletes looking at top flight colleges, this is something <laughs> we both relate to. Of course. Um, everyone knows that. <laughs> it sounds cool. Like, hey, I get to fly yeah. across the country. This is great. And then, like, maybe by that, like, third road trip your freshman year, mm-hmm. that the luster might get knocked off quite yeah. a bit there. So, like, I, I, I truly do wonder how that's going to impact recruiting. Again, at the yeah. end of the day, like, it is USC. It is UCLA. Right. I mean, huge school. This is, yeah. This is who millionaires were committing right. fraud just to get their own kid. Like, if this is Oregon State or something like that, like, yeah. I think it would be a, a real damaging thing. But I, right. that brand is so strong that in the end, it, it probably won't matter. But you're right. Boy, I bet yeah. you're going to get some annoyed student athletes by, <laughs> I don't know, January if you're a basketball yeah. player. Or, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. 
Yeah, okay, so I think the consensus is 24 and 25 will be interesting and new, and I think yeah. after that, if things need to change, then they'll be able to kind of shake it out from there, but I'm kind of excited about it, so we'll see. Yeah, how do you like just Michigan being the only protected rival here? Did you want to see any other schools just, added or no? I just, I'm confused by that. Like, I guess, yeah. I get, I understand why they're the only protected one, but I just, mm-hmm. those, that, to me, brings so much money and hype and, like, rivalries yeah. matter, and I just wonder why... They presented it that way. I don't know. I'm sure they're going to maybe be making plenty of money without that sort of stuff. But I like that stuff. So it's just will be a change. What is your opinion? I No, it, it's the same. Like, changes are coming. I, I hate it. Yeah. But, the, you know, what are you going to do? But it's like, at, at least, like, slow burn it for me. Like, the transfer portal <laughs> NIL, like, is enough. Bringing UC, USC, right. UCLA in the mix is enough. But, like, just stripping, what, just is like three trophy yeah. games out? Like, the, yeah. the Penn State, Indiana, and I'm sure I'm missing another one at the top of my head. Um, um, doesn't matter. Like, you're yeah. stripping, like, trophy games that quickly. And Yeah. Where will – do you think those trophies will just sit somewhere and be occasionally dusted? Or what? Maybe occasionally. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I just want <laughs> – those, those have been – and do they stay with the last person? Like, do they just stay where they will be? Or will they – like, what will happen yeah. to them? Will they be shoved in a closet? So. Oh, God. Or – No, you have, you have to flex that trophy. No, no yeah. matter what yeah, it like, is, how long ago being the, won Being it. the yeah. last one to win this, yeah, they will. They'll, mm-hmm. that, that will be presented, yeah. That'll be – Eventually, they'll move it to like the MSU History Museum because there's no more sure. room in oh. our trophy case for oh, this it. Is so yeah, sad. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is bleak, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, depressing. With yeah. that said, I can go without facing Penn State every year. Like that, that's the thing. It's that like, is I'm true. To see, like it leave, but also like so deep in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, change uh, is good. Play Minnesota, and, yeah, and Penn State. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, definitely. Yeah. Okay, moving on from talks about our conference stuff for the future, I want to highlight something that's super special. Um, oh, yeah. This summer, the MSU basketball just posted out some pictures of Maddie Sissoko um, back in Mali. He has spent his NIL money building a school, um, adding a well, and hosting a basketball clinic um, in his home country. And I just think that's very special and should be celebrated. Any thoughts on kind of what he's doing over there? Uh, it's simply incredible, uh, amazing. Yeah. Like there, there are like go open the the, the source and just say like special, amazing. And, like read every word there that describes Monty Sissoko. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be selfish and yeah, I'm I'm gonna make this about uh, me really quick. Yeah, my first <laughs> thoughts is that I'm a piece of garbage. That that that's my first thought because look. <laughs> My Soko, you know, we, we praise him sometimes on our show, but there have been some times where I'm like, this, this guy can't catch an alley-oop pass. He doesn't have a post move. What is he doing? Oh, my God. We could really use a good big mm-hmm. man. And then you see him. This gentleman yeah. who's making money could use it any way he wants. He gives it back to the community that I he's know. from. How noble of that. He is infinitely better of a person then I will ever be. If, if he just stopped all this right now and I kept living to be 200 years old, I wouldn't even be halfway to where he is. And here I am just like complaining about a missile layup every once in a while. And this guy's building a well in a school back mm-hmm. in his home country. This guy's yeah. amazing. And I'm just terrible. I will not sleep tonight after I saw this. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, look in the mirror, you 
loser. Yeah. So yeah, that, that those are my well, thoughts, Sid. Yeah. <laughs> something, something that I thought was just like in the era of like NAL being such a huge deal. And we have mm-hmm. guys like Hunter Dickinson, like going right out and saying like, I wasn't making enough money here. Like I'm going to go make some money over yeah. like somewhere else. Yeah. This is like, I've been feeling kind of really down on NIL just because of everything that sure. happened with football and all that stuff. You know, maybe a recent Keon Coleman interview that we won't talk about too much, but we'll move <laughs> on from that. Um, I just think this is a bright spot in what that stuff is doing and what it can can do for student athletes to be able to build something like this. Um, yeah. It kind of made me rethink about what I have been thinking about NIL and kind of feeling about the whole process. So it was nice to kind of have that, you know, coin flip a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You, you hear a lot of the bad stories, but like there are the good ones out there, like Kate Hauser mm-hmm. too, early in the right. season. I mean, he was selling merch mm-hmm. and he was flipping that for the Spartan uh, strong foundation yep. as yep. well after, after the tragedy. So just, yeah, stories yeah. like that just need to be amplified more. I don't know if they happen to the degree that Madi is doing necessarily. <laughs> right, like of course that, that's yeah, that's a little tough to beat. Like just mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. A, a just incredible resources back home in your yeah. country. Like yeah. wow. Um, but still, even the small ones too. Like that's that's something. To be yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Um, the Madi Sissoko Foundation website link will also be in the bio. It's a really cool website. Lots of good pictures of the stuff he's been doing. So check it out. It's super fun. Um, after the Marquette game, I think it was, he was crying and they caught it on TV and I started crying because I feel yeah. like he has had a little bit of an up and down time at MSU and to see him kind of, I think he came up with a couple big defensive plays at the end of that game and to see him cry like that, I was like, yeah, he, I feel like he has a big heart and this proves even more that he has a big heart, so... Yeah. And that's the thing too, just like take it on the court. Like that's, he, he is working his, you know, what off, like it's not for mm-hmm. lack of effort. It's not like he's just being aloof or just like right. not diving for a ball. Like, no, he yeah. tries as hard as anyone, if not harder than the other nine guys on the court. That's the thing. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. no, just, God, just yeah. incredible all around. I just, <sighs> yeah. I'm going to go to the website and donate right after this. <laughs> so bad. So. You can, you can donate all the money that I'm paying you to come on the podcast. <laughs> Just like as a pen, it's like, I need to do something. So yeah. 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 That's yeah. why I actually invited you on so that you Thank would you. donate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. In the, you know what? To, yeah. That's needed. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's switch gears. Still on kind of a very fun note here. You just recently got to interview yeah. a very special new person on campus. Robin Freilich um, is the new women's basketball coach. We've seen her kind of on the recruiting trail a little bit. She's picked up some new players and has been working in that area a bit. Any takeaways from your conversation with her? How was it? It was awesome. Uh, she's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no wondering how she got this job after talking with her for probably 20 seconds into the conversation, like very <laughs> down to earth, very approachable, yeah. all that good stuff. But it, it wasn't even like a lot of basketball accident. those talk like at all in the interview. She really honed in on the people and everyone around her, the administration of select department and well, obviously the players themselves too. And that's what makes a winning culture. And the other thing I thought was really interesting is that She's been at Ashland before, and she's also been at Bowling Green State. And mm-hmm. the way she described it, two very different paths to that head coaching chair. Ashland, she was the associate head coach. 
person leaves. Okay, I'm going to slide right yeah. over and just keep this machine rolling. And she mm-hmm. did. She went like something like 97 and 3 or something ridiculous like that. Insane. Like, yeah. quite literally the highest win percentage at a single school in NCAA history. Like, that's... Okay, yeah. that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> B- Bowling Green, a little different. Mm-hmm. A proud, and she said, you know, proud program, a lot of good history. They had the bones there, but, and this is my words, not hers, kind of in tatters when she got there. So it had to be a rebuild process. And the first two, three years, a slow climb, a slow burn, but that third or fourth year, like halfway through mm-hmm. the third year, going into the fourth year, that's where it clicked. And, you know, they got into the women's NIT last year. They finished second yeah. in the MAC. They all, and, you know, she didn't talk about this during the interview, but, like, she does utilize the transfer portal as well and that was a good staple to have in their come up the last two three seasons so yeah she's done it both ways she's taken over a really good program and kept it going and she's also taken one that's kind of been down and i feel like msu was somewhere in the middle of that because yeah yeah i like it, yeah do you think it's a rebuild i i kept on using the word revamp like that that's what yeah. i landed on is that fine it's tough i have never I known a women's basketball team at msu without Susie merchant right and I feel like over these, and maybe it's been for a while and I just didn't notice, but I feel like it wasn't like a decline because there was, there was, I mean, it was kind of steady, but I do, I agree with like the revamp point. Yeah. These past couple of years, I, Coach Merchant had a couple things happen and I feel like, um, the program was just kind of like up in the air for a while. And I feel like since the new coach has come to campus, Robin, um, I feel like it seems more grounded and more things are happening. Whereas before it was just kind of like up in the air. You didn't really know. Right. I don't know if that's a right feeling or not. But, no, I'm right with you. Cause like ever yeah. since like I was a student, you know, my freshman year is in 2010, which holy Jesus, 13 years ago, <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. Like ever, ever since then. Cause like, that's when I kind of started like paying attention to like women's basketball right. a little bit is it was always fine. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. kind of a hard yeah. stop there. Right. I mean, it was right. kind of fun. Right. Like, and that's mm-hmm. it. And after, well, I mean, obviously that went longer than 13 years, but like after mm-hmm. that long of time, it was just complacency i guess or just right i, I agree know, it just yeah. seemed to get a little stale at the end and like it just needed a freshen yeah. up which is tough because susie did so many good things for this program mm-hmm. the, the community all that stuff it, it's difficult to like talk and not completely undermine all the work she did because of course she did have a good run here but yeah it, it was time for shake so. up and they got yep. good young energy someone that's you know, mm-hmm. local she grew up in okamis right. of course so. right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's 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 a really really big positive. Now I, I'm not going to yeah. claim to know that like oh she was on my short list for coaches. I no, but like once you just read yeah. what her Wikipedia for 30 seconds, it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah, oh this yeah. is this yeah. is going to work here. So yeah, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think she was definitely the right pickup, and I feel like um, it came at a time when this past year they they had. They had an okay year. I went and yeah. I covered a couple games for them. Okay. Um, and obviously, like, Susie was – I say Susie like I know her. Yeah, no, leave Coach, into that. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, Sue Was Boomer. out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> was out at the end. So there was just a lot of things that weren't running smoothly because she was gone. Sure. And now yeah. that they have a new coach in there and things are more set, I'm excited to cover some more games. Hopefully if Ryan and David keep me around, you know, um, 
I'm excited to see if it feels like a well-oiled machine again with yeah. a new coach and a new culture and all of that stuff. So super and exciting. I hope that the community rallies too, because she, that's what she Definitely. talked about a lot is the community at Bowling Green. You know, they had sold out gyms back there at Ashland. They did. Mm-hmm. And look, I, hopefully that this re-energizes the fan base as well. Maybe you get some residual passion from the men's basketball team as well, or overall yeah. too. We talked about this at the end of our chat, like the women's game. I don't think it's ever been in a healthier place. Yeah, like, I, seriously. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. like that that's not just like just me selfishly speaking, right? Because like this is the most I've ever watched women's basketball last year. Like you kind of get that vibe as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I well, I mean, Caitlin Clark opened the door for so many people and oh, women's yeah. basketball. Yeah. Well, in LSU, their whole team. I mean, I yeah, I agree. I watch more women's basketball yeah. than I probably ever have before. Um, and which is very exciting because it deserves just as much uh, energy as men's basketball because I find women's basketball sometimes to be even more fun, but that's just me. It was the perfect tournament for them because like they had the early round upsets and that used to be a knock on women's basketball. It's like, Oh, it's all chalk all the way. Like, okay. Stanford couldn't get out of the first weekend. Indiana, both one seeds, not Mm -hmm. the first weekend. Caitlin Clark was the most exciting player in the tournament, both men and women's. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's not a debate. I, I'm sorry, unless you're like a Kansas no. State fan and Marquise Noel, <laughs> fine. That's the only yeah, argument I'll whatever. ever hear. But like, no, yeah. like Caitlin Clark was the best. And then the like LSU is a villain team. Like they Kim are. Mulkey, I despise her. Despise yeah. her. Well, <laughs> I love. First of all, I love her outfits. I think oh. Izzo should get to that level with his outfits. <laughs> Some sequins. But, yeah. Oh. yeah. Feathers on his back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll no, get in touch with him about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do so. Um, yeah. I just. Speaking of you, this is me stalking your Twitter maybe a little bit, but you were tweeting yeah, no, about uh, softball. Um, I've been loving the college, the Women's College World Series. I've yeah. been like sitting on the edge of my seat, and I don't really love baseball or softball, but it's mm-hmm. just so good to watch. I love it. Um, it's the best. And I, I I've never gotten into it before, and I, I've been missing out. I just don't know why I didn't, but like, this is coming from me. Who's a girl, but like the way they do their hair and the chants that they oh, do yeah. and everything, it's like the, there's so much energy and I love it. I know the, the, it's an electric factory 24 seven. And that, that's yeah. also why I loved covering volleyball too. Like at, at state, oh, like, seriously? Not, not, like I, I love volleyball. Mm-hmm. Now. I, I play in a volleyball league now, but like my love for it mm-hmm. came like when I covered the state team, Oh, 38 years ago, this is when I did this at the state <laughs> news, but like it is hype yeah hype. it is just 24 mm-hmm. set like there, there there's there's a celebration going on every 12 seconds mm-hmm. it's amazing mm-hmm. i love the passion the energy and yeah. well to boot just in, incredible athletes too that are yeah guys i mean you talk about softball pitches and how on earth does anyone hit them like how does anyone get in front of a spike oh. in volleyball? I, yeah oh no I no I am um, now that volleyball is in the Breslin, I would like to go and watch yeah. a couple of their games because that would be yeah. super fun, a super fun environment. And I'm glad that they were able to move that over to the Breslin because I think Definitely. that opens the door for more fans to come. I hope so, too. Yeah. And just landed a top 10 recruiting class, too. I, I just yes, saw seriously. Chief of Propaganda yeah. just tweeted that mm-hmm. out. Number eight mm-hmm. in the country. Look at you guys go. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next thing, moving on, because I could talk about the college, Women's College World Series yeah. all day. Um, it's the best. It's awesome. I'm a Tennessee fan. Have you been watching a particular team or no? I just, I'm, like, pure and utter domination fascinates me. So Oklahoma, like, the, the oh, death machine yeah. that they have yeah. rolling is unbelievable. So I, yeah. I got to go yeah. with them. Okay, okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. don't I haven't watched 
in a while. I don't even know if Tennessee is still playing or not. I just watched. I think it's FSU and Oklahoma in the finals. Oh, now. okay. Yeah. Actually, is that happening right now? Yeah, game two is happening. Maybe right now, or it might be already be over. Okay. Honestly, I don't okay. Know. They play quick games too. That's the other thing. They do. These, ga- these games are thirteen minutes long. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moves a lot faster than baseball, and I don't really know if that's true or not. But it's just more so. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, last thing that I want to touch on, another uh, sort of positive thing. Like I said, we're not going to talk about the Keon Coleman interview because I I don't like that. This and... is not a Florida State podcast, that's right. <laughs> right, right. We talk about Spartans here. <laughs> right, so I want to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, just in an interview. Um, and I found it to be very interesting, things I didn't mm-hmm. know that happened. I probably maybe could have guessed that those things happened. He stated in an interview that he was signing up for classes, getting ready to come back um, for another year. And Izzo had Draymond Green call him and, you know, basically say, dude, you're being crazy. You got to go to the league. Um, What do you think about that? Tell me your thoughts there and then I'll ask you some other questions. I, I, I don't believe any any draft prospect that ever says, I don't look at the mock drafts. I, I don't believe a single yeah. one of them until yeah. I heard this interview. Because, you know, between like, okay, he was actually enrolling for classes. Like, dude, you're going to be a top five pick. But also, right. uh, you know, when I was recording SD4L yesterday, Justin Sin, my co-host, like he, he knew Jared Jackson kind of his uh, freshman year and knew people that knew okay. him. They were freshmen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Jared was always talking about next year. Like as he was a freshman, next year, we're going to do this. I'm going to room with this. I'm going to do mm. this and that. And like, I thought that was fascinating when he was talking about yeah. that on the show last night, because like, this isn't all just window dressing. Like, no, he legitimately was yeah. really prepared to come back for a sophomore year. So yeah, of course you can glean on the fact that, well, yeah, Izzo is truly truly looking out for his guys contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief amongst some right. rival fan bases. Uh, yeah, no, Tom Izzo actually does care about his guys and reached out to his loudest voice, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively, uh, in Draymond Green and yeah, said, son, you want to go back and be a sophomore or do you want to make $30 million in a rookie <laughs> deal right now? And then when that right. wraps up 110 million guaranteed right after that. So, uh, it, it worked out okay yeah. for, for Jerry yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, couple of questions. Let's mm-hmm. before I ask my my biggest question, talk okay. to me. Okay, we're gonna go on a on a tangent here. You Love meant it. we talked about Draymond, you brought out brought up Draymond being kind of Izzo's biggest voice. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion about Draymond now in the league? Oh, oh I love him. I love him. Okay, okay, me too. Solely because he's a Spartan, though. Like, if he was yeah. like a Oklahoma State cowboy or a Texas A&M, like any other random school, yeah, yeah, I would be a little leery. Now, what I do like about him is that he backs up what he says. Like, true, it's, it's not like a Dylan mm-hmm. Brooks situation where he's just running his mouth and then turtles at the first sign oh, yeah. of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like, he backs it up, and like when he's humble, like he will be the first one to say it too. So he is as authentic yeah. and real as possible. Cocky, but you're allowed to be cocky. If you can back it up the way he does. Right, so like, right. I love him like a family member. Uh, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. <laughs> I got in a heated argument with someone not too long ago about, oh, oh you know, he, he's just, he plays too tough. Like he's too much. And I was too like, like I just, I just don't understand why no, that's not a likable characteristic. Like I, right. I want him to play tougher. I want him to be more like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and wow. when you said the biggest voice that made me think of that. And I just, yeah. I just admire him and I want to be his best friend. Um, he hasn't answered any of my emails, but it's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Big, big question about back to triple J here. Right. Um, 
would MSU's recent Final Four game against Texas Tech, would that game be different if Jaron stayed? It'd be foolish to say no, right? Like, I, Right, I, that's it, what I it think. It would be different, mm-hmm. of course. I, I just don't know like how much different. I know. Would I it know. have been enough to climb over that deficit? Because like, I think yeah. the final score was a 10-point loss, but like, it was a three-point game with a minute left. So like, yes, I, I think it is different mm-hmm. however like i i'm i'm doing okay and I, I hope a lot of other state fans are doing okay like they didn't read that or hear that jaron jackson interview and just like stared at the ceiling the rest of the night being like what could have been because look no. I, I i i said this uh you know sd4 last could i plug anything more um <laughs> that, like if, if if i'm a loser for having this mentality then so be it whatever that that's great i'll, I'll be happy being a loser but like you, you still won the big 10 regular season title you still won the Big Ten tournament title in a classic over Michigan, and you still won arguably right. the most historic Elite Eight game. This is probably a little biased from a state fan, but definitely one of the most historic Elite Eight games to get to a Final Four and get Izzo's eighth Final Four banner. Like, if that that's yeah. what you get for second place of not having Jaron Jackson here, like, I, you know what? Then I'm just, I must be the biggest loser in the world because I'm still pretty happy with that. Like, I, Oh, I, of course. It's like the whole thing with like the the pass interferences against Notre Dame back in 2013. It's like, oh, we would have won, won the national title that year. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but we also won a Big Ten title in the Rose Bowl. So like, I, I'm not yeah, crying right. too many tears. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, maybe this right. is how I cope the, with the fact that we can't go back and change anything. But like, it's it's a great consolation to have. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it I really it do think your point of like, and maybe it would have been a little different, but I don't know if that one person would have changed the entire thing. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I was there at that game sitting in the zone. So it's not, it wasn't like riser seating. It was like, I had to look up at the uh, jumbotron because I couldn't see the court. But like (laughs) that version of me would have been like, yes, it would have been different. Like, you know. Of course. But now I just feel like it was gone. It was it was too far out of reach, and I don't think one guy would have changed that. I don't know. But. I know, and like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm ranting on a tangent here, but like, this is like <laughs> maybe the thing that I say that like it's the most people upset, like my most controversial opinion, if you will. It's like, yeah, a lot of people say like that's that's national title number two that got away from Izzo. I, no, I, I don't think like guys. I I'm sorry. Texas Tech was a really good team. Mm-hmm. I know that it's very weird to say Texas Tech was a good team. Like, it doesn't fit the bill. But, like, they were pretty yeah. sick that year. Like, they had Jared Culver on the team. They had an amazing defense that was, like, yeah. it felt like they had seven people on defense. Like, I, I don't know if Jaron Jackson on a few pick and pops is the answer there. Like, MSU was no. settling for tough jump shots from the get-go. And also, like, yeah, they were against a nuclear guy, Matt Mooney. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to put Jaron Jackson on him on the perimeter. I, yeah. Yeah. It does it change things? Of course it does. But like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just tip my hat to Texas Tech. They were a really, really good team. And oh yeah, they also had to play Virginia in the title, who I think was the best team in the country that year. Oh, I, it's of course. A very yeah. cold, you know, easy take to say because well, they had the banner and they won the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But they also yeah. had divine intervention on their side too. They had three incredibly crazy games where every god of every religion intervened into their <laughs> final minutes and just gave them the win. It, it was not so no like virginia was not yeah. losing that entire tournament i don't care if the no. warriors were on the court they were not gonna lose that tournament <laughs> yeah. yeah i i don't think so either yeah. um so last thing yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's good. Um, healthy. Couldn't have changed it. I, why? Trying. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last Just thing that be. I want right. to let it be right. Um, okay. Last thing that I want to bring up that I forgot to put on our little sheet here. We recently okay. won an NIL award. Um, we not not you and I, Michigan no, 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 we, State. We, we. Oh. <laughs> um, and I was shocked by that. And maybe I shouldn't be shocked by that. But with the recent things that have happened. I just was surprised that we got that award or MSU got that award. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, right. Because NIL, like we always just think like, Oh, the, the collectives, the, the, right, the bands right. of money that are coming in. But like MSU can't facilitate that. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they can, like Mel Tucker isn't sitting down with the kids this weekend and being like, Hey, Darian Harris over there, he's running the collective. He has $400,000 cash for you right now. I mean, like, (laughs) it it all comes from the outside. And, of course, like, I I won't be naive. I'm sure a lot of the coaching staffs around the whole country know what's going on. But still, in theory, they can't do the money, which is where MSU lost a lot of recruits. Like, hey, Miami's Mm going to pay a what now? How much? So, you know, just stories like that. But the NIL, um, first of all, Darian Harris is a saint. Um, I, I reached out to him just to get clarity of, like, what does this even mean? And he said, it, it's education. It's profiling our, our student athletes. It is getting like the United wholesale mortgage deal wrapped up for all of our student athletes. Like they can help broker that a little bit or fine tune the language in that. So it was more so the education of it, what they do, the exposure for their kids. So it's all like the nitty gritty stuff that like, I never really thought about, like, I'm sure a lot of other people haven't thought about. So it's good. And like, so that's, that's one half of the race, right. Is having like smart NIL, having financial right. literacy for a lot of these kids. That was another big thing. That's right. It was like financial literacy and what to do with your NIL, like give back to your country and build a school and <laughs> yeah. a well and just, yeah. But no, now the other half has to just be the collectives, you know, coming together. And this is a, a problem across the country is like a lot of schools, they'll have like four or five different collectives all four or five of them disagree with what the other one's doing. Now you have split power, split money. And like, it's very rare to come by a school that has like one or two avenues. They're all on the same page and they're also just raking in millions to hand out to kids. Like that's incredibly tough to come by. Really, NIL has made, and Texas used to have this problem even before NIL is like, the, the adage was, is that Texas has like eight athletic directors. Like they have eight super mega powerful donors that want to call every single shot and that just discombobulates everything. Yeah. Well, now it's not just for Texas and those mega schools. Like it is for a cross power five, even group of five. Anyone with money wants to feel like they can call some shots and it kind of really muddies the water. So MSU is doing the best at making it as clear yeah. as possible. So that's where that award comes from. It's just, it is crazy out here. Crazy. That's some good clarity though. Cause those were things that I didn't know about yeah. it. And I just was like, I don't really know what this really even means. It's not really that big sure. a deal. I love the financial literacy piece of it because right. you're giving these kids, these kids coming right out of high school. They're not kids. They're student athletes, but, yeah, but you're still, giving right. them right. money, like probably money that nobody's ever given them before. And yeah. it's like, you know, teaching them what to do with it, how to handle it. I love that. So. Thank you for that clarity. I feel like I should respect that award much more now after knowing that. Like, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it is confusing, too, because MSU has had their recruiting issues, like, (laughs) in NIL battles. So, yeah, the NIL award might be 
that's odd, but no, but no, yeah. like the financial literacy thing is so important. Cause like, heck when I was in college and I, I got 20 bucks. <laughs> oh my God. Right. We were blowing this immediately at Rex like this. this <laughs> right. Like, and that same summit that they got the award at, they compiled a bunch of data, uh, 1000 student athletes. They talked to 30 NIL collectives and they averaged out what kids are making starters in power five are making an average like 40,000 or $45,000. It's like, could you even, I didn't make that much in my first job out of school. Like, could you imagine right. being in yeah. school, you're a 19 year old kid and you got 45 large. No, I quite yeah, literally cannot imagine that. I, I don't know what I would do. So no, it is good that you do have the structure in place and the good figures in that department to yeah. do your best to steer the kids in, in the right direction here. So that's, that's Absolutely. what I'm assuming is going for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I want to thank you very much for coming on the pod. It was super fun to have you. We talked about lots of different things, oh, yeah. which is always fun. Um, I do want to share a promo that Spartans Illustrated is doing. Um, you can receive a free trial of our site um, up until fall camp begins. Um, and I will put the promo code and all the information in the um, description. The description is going to be super long for this video because I've just thrown <laughs> 8,000 things in there this whole episode. But um, uh, use the promo code, get free access to Spartans Illustrated. And if you want, you can get a free nudge printing MSU t-shirt. Um, and I'll put the information on how to get that. So I think it's a necessary thing that you need to do for a free shirt, at least. I mean, I think so. Yeah. There's no. Nudge has the most comfortable stuff, too. In they do. Like, they do. Amazing. Yeah. Owned by MSU alumni. They're really great people. Um, so check it out. If you need help getting the promo code to work or need help getting your shirt, reach out. I can help. Or anyone at Spartans Illustrated is, I would say, qualified to assist with that. Anything else you want to say, Matt, before we sign off? No, thank you so much. This is awesome. You guys have a great thing going with Red Cedar Radar. So this was awesome to get the invite. And uh, yeah. God, it just chatting was, was even better than I thought it would be. And I already had the bar <laughs> like up here. So no, this is a great time. And uh, God, yeah, I, I mean, truly like great job just running this thing because it is tough thank you. to find content in June when you cover a college sports team, but no shortage. All thanks to you, Sydney. So you were awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. All right. Subscribe to our YouTube and um, you can find us audio version anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much. And I promise I will be back next week on a regular schedule. No more partying post-grad. So thanks again and see you next week.